Welcome to the Menopause Unplugged podcast with me, your host, Nikki Oliveira. On this podcast, we will hear from women who are navigating the challenging and transformative journey of perimenopause and menopause. These women have graciously agreed to share their stories and insights, offering a raw and honest glimpse into what it's like to go through this major life transition. From hot flushes to rediscovering themselves, our guests will provide a wealth of knowledge and inspiration for anyone who's going through or will go through menopause. So grab a cup of tea, settle in and join us for a fascinating and enlightening discussion. Welcome to the Menopause Unplugged podcast. We are on episode 12 today and with me I have the lovely Claire. How are you doing Claire? Hello. (laughs) Thank you. Brilliant. Um, So Claire, how did you find out that you were indeed menopausal? Um, Nobody has actually told me that, but I know just from symptoms and watching things that Davina McCall has been, you know, putting on Instagram or on the TV, I've watched things that she does. I haven't read a book yet, but I I wish to eventually (laughs) when I've got time. But just knowing little bits that you know, women talk about and what I've seen, really. So I've yes. presumed that's what it is, and I'm of age, so mm-hmm. I'm fifty now. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, uh, even if you went to a medical professional because of your age, they would have just um confirmed your menopause or not, just based on your symptoms, anyway. So absolutely, um self sort of confirmation because we don't like to call it a diagnosis it's not a disease or an illness (laughs) um so yeah absolutely so what what symptoms did you have then or or are you experiencing currently well it's changed recently but at the beginning probably about five years ago and since then I've been sort of like I gained weight I've been um I've lost it at the moment but I gained weight tiredness brain fog um functioning can't really some days I can some days I couldn't um aching all over ankles when I get bed in the morning just general aching and just yeah just some days better than others really so just really mixed bag of symptoms and then periods really erratic um they can come every three weeks or they're really heavy or then they can not come at all for a month Mm -hmm. and then yeah and then have two in the same month oh my goodness (laughs) just erratic really yes so that was my main symptoms but of late um the symptoms got a lot worse um sort of february this year had a bit of a meltdown didn't know what was causing the meltdown Mm-hmm. anxiety I've never experienced anxiety I didn't even know what it was and I had a major panic attack called the paramedics thought I was dying um just didn't know what was wrong with me and and then obviously ended up at the hospital because I was in a real bad way <laughs> not the hospital mm-hmm. the doctors yeah in a really bad way and they ended up putting me on hormone replacement since then a lot better a lot better didn't want to go on it initially but you know you're a bit skeptical but you hear all the good things about it um but my sister had cervical cancer so it's a little bit of a worry but 
yeah. I'm glad I did go on it. I know <laughs> there's such there's two ways of way people talk about it, isn't it? Really, some are very for it, some are very against it. Yeah, but I couldn't have carried on the way I was, so yeah. there was no choice really for me. Had to do something. I couldn't function. I couldn't. You know, it was a real big meltdown, <laughs> and I didn't know why. I was like it. Couldn't yeah. explain to anybody why what was wrong with me or. You know, they kept thinking I was depressed. I'm like, I'm not depressed. I, yes, I feel, you know, low in mood. Yeah. Couldn't function. I couldn't go to the shop and do a shopping list. I just couldn't couldn't function. <laughs> but didn't know what it was, really. I knew I was menopausal, but until somebody actually tells you that, yeah, you're like... <laughs> yeah, the penny doesn't drop, does it? No, it On doesn't. It. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> Yeah. I just thought I was losing the plot. <laughs> but never mind. at least I'm not losing the plot. <laughs> absolutely. No, you're absolutely not. So do they talk about antidepressants before the hormone replacement therapy or were they just like, no? I think they were concerned, you know, was it that or was it my menopause? But then when I told them all the history of all the other stuff, they said no. Luckily, the doctor I saw was very on the ball because it's not always that same way for some people is it um luckily my doctor said no I think you are menopausal and first they tried me on um a beta blocker for the anxiety Mm -hmm. where I ended up keep ringing back and saying it's just not working it's making me feel worse you know I was I couldn't eat it was giving me a dry mouth that's why I lost weight thankfully all the weight I've been trying to lose thank the god I'd lost it but that wasn't the answer it wasn't helping me it wasn't doing anything for me Mm -hmm. at all it wasn't getting rid of the fuzzy head it wasn't getting rid of the palpitations it wasn't getting rid of the anxiety I just felt worse and I just kept ringing up and each time you ring up you get a different doctor but luckily, they were all on the same page. They were oh, all saying, we do think it's menopause. And we think now if they're not helping, the only way forward is probably a patch. And I said, okay, because what other option did I have apart from maybe antidepressants, which I didn't want to go down that road, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. So I was very lucky with my doctors, I think. Yeah, I think so, absolutely. And yeah. um... And it is improving, I think, um, yeah. over time. Because yeah. we know that it's not part of their normal training. It's, it's no. additional for them. So yeah. that's really good that the whole practice is up to scratch. Yeah, for my benefit. To, no. Yeah, definitely. On what, to, what to, you know, expect and mm. symptoms-wise and so on. It's just so important. Yeah. So, you're um you mentioned you're on patches is that just for your estrogen are you on anything mine, else mine are those so whether you can see that no. i think it does have estrogen in but it has four patches of one type and four patches of another oh right but okay. i still have a period now yeah. and again so she said um so it says four hemohydrate something acetone I don't know what's in it I think it is estrogen I think I'm presuming I don't really know but I thought it's worth a try absolutely (laughs) Um, yeah and I've been a lot better it took a long time to kick in yeah I was gonna say 
Did they adjust your um, dosage of the patch? They haven't, but I might have to have a, another word because okay. yeah, because I'm, my hot, hot sweat stopped in the night, and then all of a sudden they've come back. Now I thought when you was on patches, maybe you shouldn't have them, but I don't know because I've never been on them, and I don't know anybody that has. So yeah. maybe I should have another chat. Yeah, I mean, really what it's doing is topping up your your hormones. Um, so what what they te- what doctors tend to do is give you like a lower dose of patch. Yeah. Let it settle in your body, see yeah. how you get on. And then generally speaking, you, you have a follow-up appointment right. um, just, to, just to see if any adjustments are needed. So it does take some ladies some time to, to get the right yeah. level for them. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, it depends on how long you've been on it now. Um, February time, end of February, beginning of March maybe. Yeah, you're probably about time to get a review, I think. Because you usually say stay with it for three months and then then we'll have a check. Maybe I need that chat with them then, possibly. Possibly. So throughout, obviously, you having all of these menopausal symptoms has there been any particular challenges that you've faced you know um, in general yes I've recently at the same time I had the wobble I also think I was poorly because I think I have an allergy nobody's confirmed this because the doctors are not willing to particularly help with allergies that much they're not great with that. They're great with the menopause at the moment. Mine are, but they're not great with allergies. So I think my anxiety and palpitations, some of that was linked to my allergy, right. which seems to have come up at the same time. <laughs> I don't know why or if other pe- women suffer with this. I don't know. But I had a centre hair sample off to um, an allergy centre, mm-hmm. which the doctor says we don't recommend then because they haven't been test- trialled and tested. But I've used them for my husband before, so I thought it's worth a try. Let's just see what I could be allergic to, and it's come back milk, protein, and soya. So I've now cut those out of my diet, and it's been a lot better, a lot better. So I think it was hormones, and I think it is that as well. But I need diagnosis for the allergies, but they're not willing because I think the list is so long. I think that's why they're not willing. I think they want me to go down the private route. Right. But, but I've cut it out and it's helped. So it's obviously something. Yeah. Uh, so that, for me, has been a real challenge because trying to get a diagnosis when they're not willing to help. Um, and also it was impacting my life massively. Mm. Uh, well, milk and dairy, it's in more or less everything. And so is soy. So it's two big ones that have impacted massive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I used to run. Um, so like the aching bones and things, I stopped running. I ran for 18 years and I stopped a couple of years ago because I just found that the body aches too much and that the recovery rate, Yes. you know, a couple of days, three days later, I'm still aching. And mm-hmm. and I just thought maybe I should look at other exercise routines and weights light weights um biking and things that are maybe not so rough on the body <laughs> yeah like high impact exercise yeah, yeah i know what yeah. you mean running is 
you know, probably yeah. one of the more high and higher impact things exercise yeah. that you can do. So yeah. It was just I mean, you see so many women old, a lot older than me running. I don't know how they do it. Maybe they don't struggle like I have, but Yeah. Just um, different symptoms, eh? Yeah, maybe. Maybe some women get nothing, do they? They're very lucky. Yes. Um <laughs> it's a very it's a small percentage of women yeah. um don't really experience anything. Um but yeah. Um certainly it's different for for everybody yeah yeah sorry carry on yeah so what what have you implemented then exercise wise since you've stopped your running you just do walking and things yeah I do walking I do riding my bike um and I follow a lady on youtube that does um sort of dancey exercises but she incorporates like ankle weights or small weights in the hand because I think as you get older you need to keep your muscle mass you know absolutely so even light weights like even a bottle anything to hold to you know help so I've I've been doing lots of that really rather than running yeah to try and control my weight as well because I think as you hit the menopause you do tend to hold it around your middle you do indeed yeah unfortunately yeah (laughs) not where I want it (laughs) no no that's great Claire so yeah absolutely you're doing everything that um you know certainly me as a as a menopause personal trainer would would suggest anyway so that's (laughs) no that's great so are you feeling as though your symptoms are like more managed now now that you've made all the changes I feel a lot happier than I was, definitely. I've lost a little bit of weight since going on the patches, whether that's that or whether it's because of other things, I don't know. But I have lost that half a stone that I put on because I was struggling and couldn't, um, you know, exercise very well and couldn't do all the things that I was used to doing. Although I've always ate extremely healthy, Mm. fresh fruit and vegetables and um but now I just have to be mindful what's in them <laughs> what's in everything <laughs> yeah but, but I suppose I've cut out milk as well so that's quite fattening isn't it although I used to drink skimmed but but yeah so just just trying to be as healthy as possible and keep as strong as possible um yeah. not to the excess but you know just be mindful really mm-hmm. which I've always done all through my life <laughs> yeah absolutely has um being obviously we we class you as perimenopausal because you're still having a bleed so um would you would you say that your perimenopause has affected your relationships like with work and with your family socially my husband's quite good actually he's very um understanding really um so not with him particularly I mean bleeding two or three times a month that's not great <laughs> no. relationship. not but helpful he, for anyone no <laughs> but he's very patient and he, he always has a joke now oh not again <laughs> you know <laughs> here it is again <laughs> how many days this time <laughs> it's just a standing joke now the children probably they might have grown up children probably not so understanding because they're young and they don't understand what you can go through as a woman but I do talk to them about it because they need to know in our day it was never spoken about 
you just went through the menopause, you knew your period stopped and that was that. But I do try to explain to them, you know, this this could happen, but it might what I've experienced might not happen to you. Could be completely different because it is for every woman, isn't it? You know. Absolutely. I said Nan had nothing. Not not even a hot flush, nothing. Your other Nan suffered like I did, my mum. So, you know, I just try and explain to them that, you know, this could happen. You need to be mindful when you get into your forties, you know, um but they were like, oh, great, I don't want this. <laughs> I said, unfortunately, <laughs> you girls, you've got no choice. <laughs> oh, goodness me. <laughs> Bless them. Bless Never them. mind. It is, it's a challenge that we have to get through, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, you're doing the best thing by telling them now as they're, yeah. you know, young young females rather than going through it and then them asking you know mum what is this what's going on with me yeah 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 so absolutely yeah, I think um, I'd lost the plot a little bit <laughs> when it first all kicked off yeah but I, I often wonder I suffered really bad PMT mm-hmm. um, never had any medication for it never went for anything because it eased as time went on it was just in my early 20s and 30s maybe as I got to sort of 40s it eased I just wonder how much of that impacts when you go through the menopause if you really struggle with PMT yeah you have a really bad menopause you know I just wonder what the percentage is Mm. on the link because my mother-in-law didn't seem to have any issues with anything and she just flew through her and didn't even know she'd finished or anything it just okay. makes me wonder how or if it is just a potluck <laughs> yeah do you know there probably is some linkage because at the end of the day it is our it is all hormone related okay. yeah so um no so it'll be a good one to for me to do a little bit of research into yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's often, you know, I I know people that have had really bad PMT and have really had not a very nice menopause, you know. Yeah. I just wonder if it's linked. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we know that um, really bad uh, PMT symptoms can also be linked to other sort of um, hormonal conditions like um, endometriosis and... um, like a whole host of of other things that are uh, linked um they say that you should you know you shouldn't feel it shouldn't feel that bad like you're in excruciating pain and if it is then you should probably be checked out by you know a gynecologist just in case yeah mine wasn't painful particularly um i would say it was more the anger yeah really bad anger Side. I wouldn't release, you know, I couldn't explain to anybody how I felt. Mm. I felt like I could, could explode with anger. And then as soon as you'd come on, calm again. Yeah. Peace and calm and tranquility. It was just like those few days, week before, oh, mm. boiling inside. You could just flip at any, you know, any moment. I never did, obviously. So yeah. I couldn't have had it as bad as some people have it, but I used to experience that a lot. Mm-hmm. 
lot and I, and I used to feel guilty afterwards that I felt like that. Yeah. Really bad anger, you know, from nowhere, comes from nowhere, you know. But but then it eased as I got a bit older. It sort of, maybe that was the menopause coming into, you know, play. Possibly, yeah, just your hormones yeah. shifting, um, yeah. shifting a gear or two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank the Lord. <laughs> Did. <laughs> yes, I mean I'm pregnant at the moment with my oh, second baby. Yeah. Thank you, Claire. Um, so I I experienced that yeah. shift in mood and and it just depends. It you know it's I think it's almost got worse the closer I'm getting to um baby coming. So yeah. um no yes it's a hundred percent hormonal related. Yeah. It's not nice yeah. what we have to go through. <laughs> no, we're very complicated beings, aren't we? <laughs> Men have it so much easier than us, for sure. I was as calm as could be through pregnancies, though. Oh, yeah. I was horizontal. Oh. <laughs> loved being pregnant. And my husband loved it because I was so calm. <laughs> he said, yeah. I could do anything. You just go, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Some aggression in me when I was pregnant. <laughs> I think it was more like that with my first, yeah. not so much with my second. But it's maybe because I'm running around after a toddler. Yeah, and you're exhausted. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So, um, is there anything that you wish you had known, Claire, before entering perimenopause that you wish you'd known? I mean, Davina talks about a lot, but until you actually experience some of the symptoms, the, the worst symptoms, mm. you can't explain it. And all the knowledge in the world sometimes, I don't think your brain clicks what it is. I think sometimes you really think, probably because you're not in a good place at that time, you yeah. really think you've lost your marbles <laughs> and that you need to go to psychiatric is where you need to go yeah um that's how I felt and I couldn't I felt like I couldn't really talk to anybody because I thought they would judge me yeah and they would think I was around the bend really mm. so I couldn't tell everybody everything because I felt like they would take me to psychiatric and that was the last place I wanted to be because my father-in-law was in there and it had such massive triggers for me. Oh, uh, of Really bad place. And I just thought, I can't tell somebody that what I'm feeling inside because they'll just cart me straight off now in a white jacket. Yeah, bless but you. I'm, gl I'm so glad the doctor could actually see it because he'd seen me the week before and I was perfectly fine. Right. Week after I'm going there and I'm I'm hallucinating, seeing things, I'm not in a good place and he said you've got a water infection. I was hallucinating from the water infection. Now I've seen it from my mother in law who's got dementia. Yeah. I, that made me feel as if I was going even more insane. But I'm glad that he realised that he think thought it was through my menopause, mm -hmm. not from anything else. So I think I was extremely lucky yes. because I don't ever want to experience that again, <laughs> to be honest. No. It wasn't nice. <laughs> and 
I thought, I think the doctor's wrong. I don't think it is my menopause, is what I thought, I think. But you're not in a good place, so you can't really judge. Yeah, you can't rationalise no. No. You know, where you're at. No, not, not great at all. But luckily, they did get it right because I don't get any of that now. Nothing. No anxiety. I'm as calm as I was before. I've always been a calm person, relaxed. And completely different since, you know, going on the patches. It did mm-hmm. take a while. And I would say to people, hang on in there. Yeah. If you don't get the right answer from the first doctor, keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. If I, You know. Um, for sure. But some people Absolutely, clear. I, I dread for the people that wouldn't. Lovely. You know. Well, I think that brings us to the end of uh, our chat today. I would like to thank you for being so open and honest about your experience. I think um, it's really going to resonate with so many uh, other women um, who are also um, going through the same and, you know, potentially afraid to speak up for the for the same reasons. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. I, I hope it helps anybody it can, even the smallest of things. <laughs> And I thank you. Oh, thanks, Claire. Okay, well, we'll, I'm sure we'll speak again soon. All right. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Menopause Unplugged. I hope you find the conversation to be informative, enlightening and empowering. Remember, menopause is a natural part of a woman's life journey, but it doesn't have to be a lonely one. Whether you're experiencing perimenopause or menopause, my menopause coaching program can provide reassurance and guidance. Please do reach out to me through my contact details on the show description. And until next time, take care.